G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Each year, Baptist World Aid releases their Ethical Fashion Report. It's a report that sheds light on what the fashion industry and individual companies are doing to address forced labour, child labour and exploitation. Well, since 2013, Baptist World Aid has tracked the progress within the industry. They've assessed 130 fashion companies, awarding each a grade from A to F. Based on the strength of their labour rights management systems to mitigate the risk of exploitation in their supply chain. Jessica Tatsenko from Baptist World Aid is joining us. Hello Jessica, welcome along to 2020. Thank you for having me. Jessica, this report is released each year and around this anniversary of the Rana Plaza factory collapse in Bangladesh, we remember it was a dreadful tragedy. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's the significance here of aligning the fashion report with that tragedy? Um, Well, I think it was just significant in that when it happened, I was just actually writing something on this um, just before this interview and it was just writing and acknowledging that when this issue happened. People were outside of the facility and saying, no, we're not going to go in. We've identified that there's cracks in the building. And the factory managers essentially forced them to go in because I'd say they'd had to have met shipment deadlines. Um, And then when this tragedy happened, there was many brands who said, oh, I had no idea that I even made in that facility. So it really just identified how much there isn't a link to people tracing their, there was not a link to people tracing their facilities um, to the extent that they weren't even aware that their clothes were being made there to be preventing this issue. So had they have known, had there been more stringent requirements put in place, they could have identified how unsafe the building was and looked to remediate that, whereas because there was no awareness, there was no understanding, there was no ability to prevent this issue. So it's significant because it was a turning point for facilities to say it's no longer, it's not happening within our head office building, it's not our problem. It was saying, okay, we're responsible for all of the stages in which our clothing is made, starting at the cut, make, trim stage. And so that that's where it's significant because it really just sparked that, whoa, what, what do we know? And having brands be held responsible for how, how their clothing is made. And while there were 1,100 plus people who died in that dreadful disaster. What it did, it has catapulted the story onto the front page of uh, media outlets around the world. And all of a sudden, we're aware that our clothing, the clothing that we're wearing today, uh, whether it's shirts or dresses, uh, shorts, trousers, uh, the underwear, uh, that Mm. it may well have come from one of these sorts of factories. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, taking that step back from just going, oh, yes, this is my clothing and caring only about the price tag or caring about the look, but caring about how many hands have touched this and what kind of conditions this has been made in. It really it really did bring it home, I think, for a lot of people and really just made a change in the industry. 
So being aware of where our clothes are made, Jessica, makes Mm. us aware that if we're going to buy from certain retail outlets, certain suppliers, uh, that perhaps we ought to think a little bit more carefully about where these suppliers are getting their clothes from. Is Mm. that what you're you're trying to do, to to raise some awareness about that? It's more... Putting the onus on fact and sorry brands and companies to say where your clothes are made and how they're made is actually your responsibility. It's up to you to be monitoring your supply chains. It's up to you to be taking those steps to to be able to trace them initially. I mean, we have um, really good statistics in that we're seeing so many more companies tracing throughout the supply chain. So it, it, you could almost break it into three stages. That the final stage is the cut, make, trim. In terms of its cut, it's sewn together, the tags are added to it, it's boxed and sent off to like your stores. Um, before that stage is the fabric coming together and how it's woven or treated. And before that is where the actual raw materials have come from, whether that be a cotton farm or a plastics processing facility. And so it's no longer saying wherever companies are saying, you know, if they're going to use facility X, Y or Z, it's their responsibility to make sure that the conditions within those facilities ensure that people are being, you know, working reasonable hours, that they have freedom of association, that they can come and go as they leave, that they're there by choice, that issues like their identity papers aren't being withheld from them, um, also that they're being paid and that they're being paid a living wage beyond that. And then this year we introduced the environmental section, which actually saw us assessing how much the practices of the supply chain is environmental it's affecting the environment that people are living in, in terms of wastewater, the dyes that are being washed out into people's drinking water. Are you actually processing that water so it's not going into people's drinking water? These kinds of questions is what we're asking. So what we're asking companies to do is to take responsibility for that supply chain and be able to say to customers, yes, we are tracing, yes, we are monitoring the conditions within those facilities and we are looking to especially with the introduction of the Modern Slavery Act, move any really dangerous issues for workers out so that when you buy that clothing, you can be assured that it's been made in safe and fair working conditions. So it's not about us being ashamed of the clothes that we're wearing, thinking they might have been made in one of these factories, but Mm. what it does is puts pressure on the clothing companies to make sure that they're ticking all of the criteria so that they're ensuring that this exploitation can be minimised. And Mm. you're grading these companies on a scale A to F. I imagine that F means fail. Uh, Is that what it means? Usually F companies, well, actually not usually, always F companies are non-responsive companies. So if someone's, we've tried to get in contact with them because our preference is always to engage. If they're receiving an F, it means that they are not engaged. But what we then do, because we don't want to just say, well, if you're not talking to us, you're not doing the right thing, we then go and look at their publicly available information. So you can go to their website and see how much they're speaking and presenting and being transparent about their measures. So we have some companies who are non-responsive but sitting in a B grade. But those who are sitting in an F, we've encouraged them to engage. If they haven't engaged, we've then gone to see what we can find online about what they're doing. And if we can find nothing, unfortunately, they do sit in the F grade because it is it is the customer's right to know where the clothes are made. So encouraging well, that tra- transparency. The extent of the issue is just huge, as mm. I understand it something in the vicinity of 25 million people in forced labour exploitation. Mm. 
and uh, the number of child labourers, numbers over 150 million. Uh, Mm. Do you think most people are fairly ignorant about those sorts of numbers? I guess that's what uh, this sort of campaign does. It just brings it to the fore. Yeah, I think it's something that it's... It's a really uncomfortable thing to hear because you just don't. It's, it's almost unheard of living in, you know, the, the setting that we are in Australia. If you hear of any any cruelty or any, you know, it, it's just almost a ridiculous concept. So I think people sometimes it's a bit much for them to handle. So I think this is important for people to be kindly educated, not guilt educated, but kindly educated, looking into those issues and and how they can be happening and how what you can be doing in terms of buying clothes can actually be perpetuating this issue. And so this is where it's really cool in that what the report is doing is giving a link to the customers and it's giving a link to the company. So it's almost like the report sitting in the middle, we're speaking to the companies, ensuring that they are monitoring for these very serious issues and then educating the customer to say, this is what people are doing to ensure this doesn't this isn't found within the supply chain because yeah they are they are frightening numbers a powerful thing that you're doing honor to baptist world aid for doing such a report like this because you've got these companies under pressure but at the same time you're empowering us as listening to our conversation today because along with your annual report comes the ethical fashion guide now that's Mm. something we can all use explain how all that works jessica so the guide is essentially gets down to, um, I guess, just the digestible scores of the brands. So it says, you know, company, whichever gets this grading. And it really gives you, it's just a very easy handbook to carry around whether you're shopping. Um, and then if you're tech savvy, we now have the, the app, which you can get through behind the barcode.org.au. It tells you how to download it. And so it's very... It really gives you an, a control over your shopping. So whether you might be buying something and you might think, okay, let me just let me just check into what this company is sitting at. Where where is their grade sitting? It really gives consumers the ability to have that little bit of that little piece of education as to what those companies are doing in order to work on these issues throughout the supply chain. So yeah, that's the guide is just a handbook that essentially summarizes, just gives you the brand, the company, the brand name, I should say, and their score. And then if you go to the report, it's more of an extensive overview of question by question that we ask and where all those companies land. So behind the barcode.org.au, and if you've got that app on your phone, you're out shopping for clothes and uh, you're in a store you can simply type in the brand name and all sorts of details about their score will come up. Yeah, so you'll get the overall score through the app and then it will also give you each section. So we assess on five different sections, which is policies, traceability and transparency, auditing and supplier relationships, worker empowerment and environment, and each of those five sections gets an A plus to an F grading as well. So you may care about one of those particular areas, and so you can look into that and see where they score. And there's 130 fashion companies that are being put through your criteria. They're being judged. And mm-hmm. uh, these are the sorts of brands that we're typically buying when we're ever, whenever we're buying clothes for the family. Yeah. So we try to cover... So the 130 apparel companies represent... 430 brands so you might have one company that actually owns five of really popular brands so that's what yeah so but we try to cover as much as you can so if you were to go to a popular shopping center 
and those chain stores that we see, we try to make sure that we include all of those to give you an overview of the industry. And Jessica, I imagine that you're encouraging listeners today to shop with brands that actually rate an A score. Uh, but what about B, C or D? They're not too bad. But when you get down to the other end, E and F, uh, they're pretty dodgy. Is that the case? Yeah, it just shows that it's like if you wanted to really look into the detail, you can look in the report and look question by question and see, you know, that most of them will be sitting in the red if they're sitting to the D to F scores. But anybody sitting in a C score shows that they have actually put in quite a lot of effort. But if you are wanting to shop with much more assurance, definitely sitting around the A and B will give you more comfort in that area. But sitting around a C score is, is, is C plus is actually our median grade. So that is still showing that quite the bulk of brands, companies and brands are sitting in that, that region and that there is, a, there is always a long way to go. But yeah, if you want that assurance, then look into those brands. And then I always encourage people to question further and really look into what areas they're working on, which gives more detail in the report. Well, as I say, special honour to Baptist World Aid, who've released their annual Ethical Fashion Report. Now, those two websites that you could go and access to get a hold of the report and also to get a hold of the Ethical Fashion Guide, you might go to behindthebarcode.org.au. And the website for Baptist World Aid is simply baptistworldaid.org.au. Jessica Tatsenko from Baptist World Aid, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.